out. So this morning we are looking at Genesis chapter 50. And you know, we are un- unaware, I mean I was aware but not cognitively aware that our Sunday school lesson is uh, traveling along the same lines as uh, Joseph and his brothers and all, of, all the things that are involved in Joseph's life. But what I um, wrote on today is different than what I found what we was, what's in the Sunday school lesson, thankfully. Uh, so today we're looking at Genesis chapter 50, and the, the challenge is don't settle for less. <laughs> don't settle for less. And Genesis chapter 50, verse 15, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, all right, now, the, we are skipping ahead, un- thinking that we understand everything that has previously happened, Joseph being thrown in a pit, his brothers were going to kill him. Instead of killing him, they sold him as a slave. He gets sold in Pot- to Egypt, to Potiphar's house. <coughs> he reaches the, the status of uh, being in charge of everything that Potiphar owns. He's framed by Potiphar's wife. And then he's thrown in prison, and 13 years he spends on that journey before he becomes second in command to Pharaoh. Well, after seven years of plenty and two years of drought, it's been 24, 22 years and before he meets his family again. And then his family comes to Egypt, and they are there, and their father now dies. That's where this scripture is taking place. Their father was dead. What if Joseph, so this is his brothers talking, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? Uh-huh. So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. <laughs> I love this. You know, I want you to tell what daddy said to us before he died. Okay? It's like, it, you know, I, I've been around a lot of death and families and so on. And um, it's funny how many things people come up with. This is what daddy wanted. <laughs> Let me tell you what they wanted. Well, somehow they've, they find these things that are, you know, makes them the beneficiary and you get, you know, whatever. So this is what happens with Joseph's brothers. Your father left these instructions. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers. (laughs) I love this. You can't make this up. Joseph's brothers are telling Joseph that daddy said, you're supposed to forgive us. (laughs) You don't think that's funny. Okay. Uh, Um... (laughs) Uh, what else? Okay. Um, your father left these instructions. I want you to say to Joseph, forgive your brothers. Uh, their sins and wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now, please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. Joseph was broken over the whole thing because the attitude of Joseph was not the attitude of the brothers. And this is the whole challenge of our message. We are, are, we are to be Joseph's, and we're not to be his brothers. Because, I don't want to do all this at once, because then I won't have to quit, and I'll be done preaching. But anyhow, uh, Joseph, has this, he has a heart that follows God, and he doesn't hold this remorse, this regret, this, um, what we say, um, he doesn't want to get even with his brothers. And so his brothers think that's their attitude. They, 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 can't, they never got over it. Um, what they felt about their brother. So uh, Joseph wept. 
And his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You know, when the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. This is where Joseph is at. He's not, gonna, he's not, going, to take, he's not going to take vengeance on his brothers. He has every right. He's, he's second in command of Egypt. He could have had them all killed, beheaded, put on spikes. I mean, he could have done anything to them. No, he forgave them because he saw there was a higher purpose in, the, in their life and in their actions. They, I don't believe, ever caught a glimpse of that. And in our lives, we have to find that higher purpose, not what people have said or done, not the bad things that have happened, but that the purpose of God for our life is greater than the events of our life. And the events of our life are going to help us become that person of God that he wants. You know, when God does not interfere in the events of our life, then God is telling us these events are necessary for you to go to your next level in your heart, your mind, your thinking, and in your perspective. So we can't always get God to save us from the situation, but it's not, it's not wrong to ask. You know, we can ask, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean God didn't hear. He said, this is important for you. So, don't be afraid. I, am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. God intended it for good. That's where we make the choice. People can do whatever they do to harm you, but we have to respond properly because God may be intending this whole thing for our good, and he's allowing them to make this terrible decision that seemingly hurts us and puts us in a very vulnerable place. And we have to see that God is in charge of life, not somebody and their hatred or bitterness or whatever. God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Joseph had a higher vision of this whole thing. He saw that, that here he is. He is ruler, second in command uh, of Egypt. He is feeding millions of people. He saw the bigger picture. And his brothers are still squabbling over, well, we threw him in a pit and he became a slave and he, he's going to get vengeance on us. He don't like us. You know, Joseph said, no, there's a, there's a bigger picture here. And it's hard for us to realize there's a bigger picture. God is the only one who can reveal that to us, that there is a bigger picture. You see, a uh, long time, 20, well, it could be more than, it's 22 years, could be 25, could be 30 years ago, um, Joseph had dreams. And his dreams said, they're going to bow down to you and, and all this. But that was all he had was that dream that said something really good and something very unique is going to happen to me. And everything happened in sequence that seemed to d disprove that dream. But when it all came to fulfillment, Joseph saw the bigger picture. His brothers never moved from their level of perspective. Now, it's not a criticism, <laughs> but... You, we've all, we all know people who, maybe you don't, maybe you don't, but we know people that haven't changed. You know, they have the same problems they had 50 years ago. 
and some of you aren't old enough to know them 50 years ago, but uh, <laughs> they have the same problems they had 50 years ago. They have the same perspective. They, they have the same thoughts. They have the same arguments. They have not moved one bit from where they were 50 years ago. They just look at things the same way. And they're like chained to their, <laughs> to their, to their thinking. To, and, and trying to challenge that change and the, challenge them in their thinking is like, whoa, uh, that's, that's, that's powerful. I can't change. I get frightened over that change. Well, the goal of this message is do not settle for the person you are today. We can go home now. <laughs> you do not settle for the person you are today. There will be things that challenge you at, to your thinking, to your attitude, to your perspective of life, who you are as an individual, who you are as a servant of God, what you're going to do with the rest of your life, all these things are there, and some of them may be minuscule things, but they're all decisions and choices. We have to make the decision with God being with us. God's potential, God's potential is in the dream. Life's reality is in our response. Life's, life's reality is how do I respond to the new events? What I was is not what I'm going to be. Because God has a person for me to be out there. Now, um, what else? In Genesis 37, I, don't, I didn't give this to you, Terry. Um, this is where, this was in the Sunday school lesson. Whenever, jo when Joseph is telling the brothers about his dreams, um, the hatred really took shape when Joseph told them his dreams. He said there are sheaves of grain, you know, sheaves of grain or whenever you cut the grain and you, you don't let it lay on the ground, you, you gather it together and put it in sheaves and wrap it up and it stands up. And you have these sheaves around the field. And that's how they harvested grain years ago. So um, when Joseph told them the dreams that they are going to bow down to him, his rose up, theirs all bowed down. Well, then he told them another dream. There is a sun and a moon and 11 stars. They're all going to bow down to me. Now, if somebody came up to you and told you that, what would you think? You better get a grip on it, buddy. <laughs> Luke, if you told your brother that, I want you to bow down to me someday, you know? <laughs> You're going to think I'm great someday, you know? And, uh, and he's going to say to you, get real, I'm the older brother, you know? But, but that, you know, been the same way in my family, my, my brothers would have laughed, you know, <laughs> and they still do. Uh, but anyhow, we find that when jo Jacob, oh, excuse me, when Joseph told his brothers that, he wasn't being arrogant. He was just like, wow, I don't understand this. Well, we find then um, <laughs> they had the wrong motives, the brothers. They despised Joseph. Their wrong actions and their wrong approach to him was like a mob. They kept feeding off of each other. You see, there was three wives that Jacob had. There was, I don't remember their names because it's in a Sunday school lesson, not now. But he had three wives. Two of them had a majority of the sons. And then Rachel, I believe it's Rachel. I shouldn't talk about this because we forget the names. But anyhow, we have the wife uh, uh, that uh, Jacob loved the most, 
and it was uh, Joseph and Benjamin were the two kids. And so the other ones fought among each other about, against this, the, the, these other two kids, you know. These two families, under their two different wives, fought against uh, Joseph and Benjamin because they were, they were Jacob's favorite. Well, when Joseph told his brothers his dream, they hated him. You know, that's not going to tell. That's not going to happen. And um, so they hated Joseph. They hated him for everything they had. And they always were telling him stuff, but they had problems. I have problems. <laughs> so whenever his brothers were telling, you like that? I thought that was funny. Uh, I did that in Sunday school too, so they're not too, they're not too surprised. But uh, the brothers were always, you know, they're lies and they're just feeding off each other's lives. And of course they throw Joseph into the pit. Um, so in Genesis 45, we're going to back up a little bit here in the history. Joseph, verse 45, verse 3. Joseph said to his brothers, Am I Joseph? Is my brother, is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. It's been 22 years since they saw him. 22 years since they threw their brother in the well and sold him as a slave. They figured he's dead and gone somewhere, or he's off in some boat, you know, chained to, chained to an oar or working in a field somewhere. They never dreamed that their brother would fulfill his dream. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. I mean, here's these brothers that sold him as a slave, and it's like, that's Joseph? <laughs> he's, he's a prince. He's next to Pharaoh. He rules the whole place. And we have to bow down to him. They were already bowing down to him. They said they would never do that. They said they, 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 they despised Joseph. And here, unbeknownst to them, they're on their face before him pleading for their life. Then Joseph said, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph. You know. The one you guys sold in as a slave? <laughs> you remember him? That's me. And now do not be distressed. Joseph came to an understanding of, his, of, his, of the life events. He saw that there was a hand, the hand of God, directing him and directing the steps of even the evil intents of his brothers. And do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves. For selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Joseph saw the bigger picture. You know, and this is a real challenge. When people tell us lies, <laughs> I won't play it again. <laughs> when people tell us lies and we <clears throat> perhaps fall for them, God has his hand in, a, in, a, in another way, another picture, bigger picture. So Joseph understood why his life, his circumstances happened the way they did. God sent me ahead of you. So for us, God is using the events of life to teach us. 
to take us to the next level, to help us see the bigger picture. You know, God still has a purpose for us. Why? Because you're not dead. Right? Anybody dead? Raise your hand. <laughs> There's no hands. You're not dead. So, do we <laughs> just thought I'd get you to respond. You know, it's like the guy, he, he, had, he had a guy preach, a guy in the back who was back in the, who's always sleeping in church. And he said, I want all those who have gone to hell, stand up! And the guy jumped up. <laughs> he, he looking around, is he supposed to stand up? No, it's the wrong time. So, Genesis 45, 6 says, For two years now there has been famine in the land. That's how we know it was seven years and two years. Um, the next five years will be no plowing or reaping. God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on the earth and to save your lives by the great deliverance. Joseph saw the fulfillment of God's plan to his, and promises to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. <laughs> he saw the fulfillment. He saw something bigger than his, his two brothers. Uh, not his two brothers, but his, his brothers and their, their acts of hatred and bitterness and selling him as a slave. Um, I have a story. Do you know the monarch butterfly? I was going to save this to the end, but hey, you know, it's Sunday morning, everything goes. Uh, the monarch butterfly. Now, what it represents is change. Why? Because it starts out as a caterpillar. <laughs> and it starts out as a caterpillar, and it eats, and it eats, and it eats. That's all it knows how to do, is eat. And then it uh, spins a chrysalis. And if you ever, did you ever crush one of those chrysalis? You, you ought to do that sometimes, just kill the butterfly. But if you open it up, it's nothing but gooey nothingness. And it's like, wow, what is this? How can this gooey nothingness become a butterfly? And when does a caterpillar dream of flying? You see, change, the, the butterfly symbolizes change, and especially the monarch. It symbolizes change. And when we look at this, we can find that if you open, if you, and again, if you take that chrysalis and you see the butterfly trying to get out and you help it get out, it'll never fly. Because it is the struggle of getting out that causes it to have strength in its wings so that it can fly. So we think that struggles are not important, but struggles are very important to our life because it helps us develop and to stretch our wings. <laughs> and so the, 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 the monarch has to sit there for a while and uh, dry its wings before it can fly. Do you know that a monarch butterfly weighs less than a paperclip? <laughs> it, it can fly at an astronomical three to five miles an hour. And it's going to Mexico. <laughs> and people have seen it at 10,000 feet flying in the, in the current. The average lifespan of a monarch butterfly, the, in the summer ones, is two to three months. Then they die. They sow their seed, their young, hundreds of them, on its milkweed, and then they hatch again. The next generation continues the flight. Each one doesn't reach Mexico. Its descendants reach Mexico. 
and the ones born in the winter live from eight to nine months. And so we find that here is this butterfly that seems so flighty, <laughs> and, but also it, is, uh, it eats the, the milkweed, which is toxic to most predators. That's why if there's like two birds and a squirrel <laughs> that, that eat butterflies. But most of the time they don't have predators, and so they can reach... They can, and and it's the, the strange thing that I, I thought of was that the, the one we see here doesn't reach Mexico, but its descendants will. And, and in a way, it's almost like this one here makes it because of its children's children's children. See, how many months does it take to go 8,000 miles at 3 to 5 miles an hour? <laughs> you see, change is something that is part of the process of development, part of who we are as individuals. You're not going to be the same guy when you graduate from school and school, and <laughs> we're not the same people we are as you retire from school, <laughs> retire from jobs, you know, school, school, school. But we find that we, we change, and the, the obstacles that come are actually part of the development and the growth. We don't th think of them at the time, but we have to see that no matter what people say or do, we have to see it as the hand of God working on our lives. The, the, these, these brothers, they had some changes that took place in their life. You see, um, the brothers, they could not grasp, they would not accept Joseph's forgiveness because that wasn't in their character. They didn't think about forgiveness. They thought about vengeance. They thought about who's going to be who in the group and who's going to be better than the other in the group. And so we find that they despised Joseph. When, when Joseph was lavished with this special coat of many colors, his status in the family, they hated it. And when they saw Joseph coming afar off, what did they do? Let's kill him. <laughs> but instead of killing him, they threw him in a pit, and then, uh, then uh, Reuben, was Reuben or, no, Judah had the idea, let's sell him as a slave and we'll make some money off of this. And then they took the coat back to their father that had been dipped in blood, and, we, and this was, this is in the Sunday school lesson this morning, and this was, I think this was the kicker. You know, we don't know if it's Joseph's coat. <laughs> it's like, you morons. <laughs> you killed, you, 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 you sold him as a slave, you took his coat, now you're telling your, your father that you don't know if it's coat? And you're the, you're the one that dipped it in blood and you're trying to sell the idea to, to his dad that his... Son is dead. One of the things is, this is Jacob. That's the father. What did Jacob do with his brother Esau? He deceived his brother, deceived his father. <laughs> Here he is deceived again. But he's the one being deceived. You see, we have to let go of our past. We have to break we have to break the conditioning that is in our DNA. The conditioning of the monarch butterfly is to get to Mexico. Now, I don't I don't think the the, the, the uh, somebody stops the butterfly says to the to the 
caterpillar, you're going to Mexico, eat a lot. <laughs> no, they just have it inside of them to get there. Inside of us is a divine inspiration to be what God wants us to be, to be challenged by our events, but yet not to be stupid enough to lie. <laughs> I'm not playing it again. Not, not to, don't lie to ourselves and to others. So, we find that there were changes. Uh, they didn't believe. Uh, they, uh, the brothers lived under Joseph's rule. They lived in Cana. They lived in, uh, excuse me, they lived in Egypt, in the best part of Egypt, and they never accepted Joseph's words of forgiveness. <laughs> Do you think we're going to bow down to you? <laughs> Bitterness and unforgiveness on their part kept them the same people. Do not stay the same person you are. You know what anger does and bitterness? It anchors us to an event that happened in our life, and we never move away from it. You ask people who are angry and bitter. They will tell you the event that happened, when it happened, who it happened to, why they're upset, and they are right back there at that moment in time being an angry, bitter person. The brothers never moved away from their anger and bitterness to Joseph. But Joseph, he didn't put that anchor in. He, put, he, he had to go forward and live through slavery, live through being in prison. He had, but in each of those situations, he was the best he could be. And that wasn't even a military commercial. So, Joseph provided forgiveness. They refused to accept it. The brothers underestimated God. Never underestimate what God can do in you and in others. In this case, their wrong motives of despising their brother, their wrong actions of selling him, and their lies, their lies kept them the same infighting group of brothers. Verse 19 of chapter 50. Joseph said to them, Do, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to harm you. I'm just going to leave you to God. Forgive him and let it go. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to God. You intended to harm me, but God intended for it to be good. That's the challenge of life. It feels like it's harmful. It feels like it's not going to be any good. But God is going to turn it to be good because God works all things together for good to those who love him. And by loving God, we love God, we love people, forgive, let God deal with the pain, the sorrow. We receive God's forgiveness, we receive his grace, and we give it to the, those people because we're not going to be anchored in those places that bring bitterness and hatred. Joseph's brothers hated, uh, hated Joseph they feared the fear of becoming a slave and going to another country and the hardships that Joseph went, underwent. I can't imagine them. He lost all sense of who he was. <laughs> Here he is, a privileged child. Now he's a slave on an auction block. What does he do? He becomes the best slave in Potiphar's house. Well, he gets framed. Oh, God's against me. No. Goes to prison. God is for him. 
What does he do in prison? He becomes the best prisoner they had. He, he became in charge of the entire prison, of, the pe- of all the prisoners and everything that went on in the prison. He turned it into a profitable adventure. He rehabilitated the prisoners. <laughs> yeah, he's forgotten. But still, there is a dream. He didn't, he didn't sit there, remember the dream I had? No, it doesn't seem like that ever happened. Don't settle where you are in attitude and your outlook. Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? No. You see, people can intend one thing, but God can turn it around and make another. I don't think the brothers ever comprehended what Joseph had said. We find that, we find that, uh, where is it at here? When, when Joseph and his brothers, they hated Joseph because his brother gave him, his father gave him a coat of many, many colors. When he was in Egypt, Pharaoh gave him the wealth. They, he had the best of clothes. He had the best of houses. When, he, when, when Joseph told his brothers that you're going to bow down to me, and you're going you're gonna, to, you know, I'm going to be in charge. Well, he goes to, to Egypt. Everybody bows down to Joseph. He's second in command. He's got the wealth. They're, they're dealing in pettiness and, and animosity. Joseph is dealing in an entire empire and saving his people. You see, Joseph's dreams spoke of hope. They spoke hope into his life. You surely shall become something more than what you are. That was God's message to Abraham. God's message to Isaac, Jacob, and to Joseph. You surely shall become something more than what you are. And that's the message of the day. Don't be a brother as these brothers. Be a Joseph. See the bigger picture. I don't understand it, but I'm going to be the best that I can be right where I'm at. Because I know you shall surely become something more than what you are. God has put that in us. That's our DNA. We will get there. We will get there. Three to, four mile, three to five miles an hour. We will get there. God will provide a way. People can mean it for good. But be, mean it for evil, but God can make it good. Amen? You shall surely become something more than what you are. Can we repeat that? You surely shall become something more than what you are. You surely shall become something more than what you are. Jesus, we thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you for the plan that you have for our lives. Thank you for the will of God that is in place. Help us, O Lord, that we would not become stumbled over the situations of life like the brothers, the infighting and all of that garbage. Help us, O God, to accept your forgiveness, to ask for your forgiveness, to let go of the pains and the sorrows Let go of the things that would anchor us to events in the past. God, let us only build altars to remember the great things that you have spoken to us. Thank you for this altar that you 
have built for us the altar of forgiveness, the altar of oneness with you. We ask, God, your blessing upon us, upon our lives. May we see the bigger picture that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.